You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on 7 FM. Hello. Morning. How are you today? I'm pretty good. It's the weekend. I'm good. Yeah, it's the weekend. First day of the weekend. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? It's been a busy week this week. That's it. Um, Tell me more. Well, Monday, Tuesday was sort of lots of worky stuff and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then... I know if I know it was Tuesday, I went into London. Actually, London. Talked, after you talked about London so much last week. I did get a bit I was obsessed, like, didn't I? I was like, okay, well, we, we should maybe go and do this then and go and see what it's all about. First thing I've noted about, noted about London, lots of people. There's the amount of them, isn't there? They're, they're, they're everywhere. But then I decided to get going by train, and it was cheaper for me to get the train at 7 o'clock in the morning, even though my meeting wasn't until 1 o'clock. Yeah. I could get the 7 o'clock train and get a first class ticket for like 40 quid. How come? Because that's the prices it gave me. And I was like... Did you have to get the bus? No. Hang on, when did you go? I went on Tuesday, and, seven, and five past seven in the morning. But you never got the bus? No. Nope. Where did you go from? Gloucester. Did you go to Bristol? Might have done. Don't know, he was direct. The one, the one going into London was direct. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I'm confused, because someone else told me this last week. The track between Kemble and Swindon is closed. There are no trains on it. So I, 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 I'm guessing I didn't go that way then. Well, which way did you go then? I must have went down by Bristol and across them. No idea. But the tr- it's not a direct train to. Do you didn't get off? No. And are not, you no, sure? Not, not, not in any sense. The hang, hang on, this is intriguing me now. How can but this? Then, on the way back, I didn't get off onto because um, I, I came coming back. I changed at uh, Swindon, but still got direct here. Hang on, could you change it Swindon and get direct here? Well, I did. You changed it Swindon, what train did you get onto? The... actually, from what I could tell, the train from London. Hey! from London, uh, from London, I got a train from London to Swindon. Yeah. And then a train from Swindon to here. And how long did you have to wait for the train? Um, about... Two minutes because it was on the wrong platform. Now to do, I had to run across stations. I I need to know more about this because okay. I got the train to London the same day and I had to get on the bus and uh-huh. the bus is not nice. I don't like the bus. Oh, the bus is horrible because I had to sit next to a a large person who decided that she had to use the phone with her left hand. One well, t- hit you in the face. And, well, uh, no. uh, but but I'm I don't understand this. I'm, 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 we're going to have to play a song I, in a minute. I think you? maybe I, I just sort of obviously talked to them and they said, Hi, it's Barry. Oh, so we, better, we better put on a direct This train. was last Tuesday. This was the same Tuesday that you went into London. See, I got my tickets here. <laughs> They're there. And I had to go. They are. It's actually said, um... Oh, that's bugging me So now. where do you get on the bus? It's Kemble. So what you have to do is you get a two... two, two was it a big train you Oh, got? massive train. HST. Yeah, well, it, uh, I was on coach H of H of plenty. Ooh. Hey, that's, that's, that's nice. What seat was it? Was it four F or seven F? Uh, on the left, yeah. did you have one on your own? On the way there, so, somebody tried to sit in my seat. I had that. And you think first class? There's loads and loads of seats. Yeah, get out. But uh, no, still trying to hog my seat. Well, I had that, and the bloke. Well, there's loads of seats around. I said, yeah, but I want that one. I want, up, I want, I want that one. I want that. I, 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 I want that one. Technically, they're right, but I want the one that I booked. Yeah, yeah. So I booked. You it. have the one you booked, which you didn't. So. Yeah. Foxtrot Oscar. But, um, but yeah, so I had complete trains, and um, but first class, there and back, dead cheap. Uh, I, I was very impressed. Yeah, it's seven o'clock in the morning? Yeah. 
uh, 40 quid for his clout. Yeah. Was it 41 pound 50? No, it's 44. I, I was rounding it down a bit. But. But it, considering my meeting was until one of the, well, my first meeting was at 12, but it was worth going in that, that bit earlier, because the, the second class ticket after that was something like 140 quid. And what train did you get back? What time? Was it at 3 o'clock or 3.45? It was at 3, 3.45. Um, or was it just after 3.45? Hang on, and you didn't, wouldn't 3.48, because that didn't exist last week. So, and you, oh, this Hold is, on. I'll hey, tell you what, I, tell you what, what we're going to have to play a song, because this is bugging me now. This is really, oh. really annoying me. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. We'll play a bit of this song, actually. This is, um, we've played this before. A bit of Bewitched. Do you like them? I like a bit of Bewitched. Yeah, me. Back after this on 7FM. Say la vie there by a bewitched person type thing. So we've we've got to the mystery. We got to the end of the mystery now. It was the mystery. Well, it wasn't really. a mystery. It was my mystery, wasn't it? But yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Do I look? I um. Uh, yeah. You just didn't believe. You thought I was sort of levitated I th- through. I thought you were oh. lying. Yeah. But no, you did, I can tell by your uh, face because you're not a liar anyway. I know that. Um, I'm just very well practiced. Exactly. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Definite t- typical politician there. Um, but yeah. But so what you did is Gloucester has a line to Bristol. Stonehouse doesn't. 
So, I paid for a ticket to... I paid for a ticket to go from Stone Ace, where I have to get off, get on a bus. Uh, so, I'm going to, um... I'm going to not do that. In fact, yes, right, because I was half asleep when we did this, because it was 7 o'clock in the morning, which was really early, but I do remember going through a pathway, so... Yeah. I mean, now you just said that. Yeah. So, yes, that, that, that's, that's so what So, that, that would have been the, uh, that would have been the, the thing that would have sorted it for me. Yeah. Being, going through Parkway. Bristol so. Parkway. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, we, we've bored people for about, well, I've bored people for about 12 minutes talking about your train journey. Yeah. Uh, but then... <laughs> what happened then? What happened so when then, you got there? Then we went into, into London itself, and, um, I spent a really nice... Wait, the first weird thing that happened, I was in... You know there's the, um, garden beside Embankment, so a little park. Yeah. Um, sat there, just, because um, I had some time to kill, read my book and do, do some notes. I had a bacon sarnie, actually. Oh, lovely. Um, and then my phone came alive. And just started talking at me, <laughs> telling me about, about about the Boris bikes. No. It, uh, seriously, it just started playing. An ad advert for the Boris bikes. That means that somebody's got one of them funky hotspotty thingies that when it comes into contact with your phone, it just starts playing it. Where did you get your mobile number from then? No idea. And it, how did that work? I've got no idea. It disturbed me quite a lot. Did you, could you keep it or? No, no, no. It just played it. I uh, couldn't what, see did it. did it play it through though? I don't know. It just played it. It, it, it came up with a little play sign, so I it presu presumably played it through the music player. Did you have to click it? Nope. No, literally, my phone just started talking. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I've heard of technologies that do this, but I didn't realise that they had actually rolled them out. So, there must have been some sort of either, it's either Bluetooth thing or whatever it is, that did that. And just give, give me the advert for the Boris bikes. And I was like, that's... Where were you? I was... In the, uh, in the park, be, sort of beside the embankment station. Yeah. Um, sat down, not, basically there's a cafe in the middle of it, or just, just Wh Which station? Uh, the embankment. Oh yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was sat sort of on one of the benches fairly close to the middle of that. This sounds familiar, actually. Mm. So I want to know more. Have you signed up for location-based services, so that you've dis you've said that you, uh, you're happy for them to locate you? Mm, maybe. Uh. What, through my phone, you mean? Yeah, or? through three. Maybe. Interesting. So, uh, anyway, so that was weird. Anyway, yeah, sorry, that's what we're digressing again. Yeah. This, and is, then, a, um, this is great. <laughs> and then, um, I went to, uh, the Ministry of Defence. Oh, my God. The, the big building, uh, that controls all of the MOD. I bet was, you it was fantastic when uh, you went in all the buttons and everything. Well, you go yeah. in, and the, uh, the scary bit was, they've got, have you ever been through, through the security things where it's basically like a, a Perspex tube? Yeah, 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 we had them at BT years yeah. ago. We used to get stuck so, inside them. Yeah, well, speed of getting stuck. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, w I walked in, oh, and yeah. I've got quite a lot of stuff in my bag as well. Yeah. Right, so I've got a couple oh, of laptops. Oh, did you have the bag up? Because they, they, if you have the bag up, it thinks you're two people. Oh, that might have been yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway. Or on your back. So, uh, well, it's, it's a satchel thing, so mm. I do. Anyway, stood him, and it wouldn't close. And just things, I'd go, beep, 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 And beep, you were in it. And I was in it. Did you start panicking? No, no, because you hadn't closed, so that was oh, fine. Right. I was sitting there going, everyone's looking at me, going, why, 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 why isn't he going through? And so the security guards, could you just step out, please? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and he goes, criminal. Um, try, try it again. I said, he goes, and uh, he goes, oh, it is very diplomatic. He goes, maybe your bag's a bit heavy, sir. Is that what he said? Yeah. You know, oh. He, he, you know Did what he you meant? Did you have red on? No, no he, <laughs> he, he, he blatantly just, he, what he wanted to say, say, was, oi, fatty, you're too heavy <laughs> for this, sir. Uh, 
for, for this. <laughs> and actually, I, so, I, 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 I basically I went in by by a different door. But then on the way out, yeah, that door was broken. No way. So I said, "They go." Did you break it? No. Um, does it weigh you then? Yeah, but that's what it does. In technically, because you got most of these people going through by card swipe, so they know when they're going in and out, and so you get weighed going in and out. Yeah. So basically, making sure that you don't take like I don't know um, a filing cabinet or something with you under your arm or something. Yeah, because oh, because that's what they used to do on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on that one planet. I don't know if you've ever seen that the original series, which is no. far better. I've got it on DVD if you want to buy it. It um, yeah, apparently the one planet when you uh, when you got there, if you weighed any more. Uh, any heavier than when you got there, they surgically removed a part of your body to compensate. I'm pleased these guys didn't do that. So how much but more did you weigh them when you went out? Don't was a filing cabinet. It's pretty but, uh, heavy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. But, uh, but no, it was quite cool, so we're, we're doing it, and this, this lady said, would you like me to take your bag? And I was like, great, so she's going to take my bag, my one excuse for being too heavy for this thing, and then it's all going to be, but actually she took it and went through it, it was all fine. Did they look through so, it? So it was the bag. Well, they did x-ray it. Did they? Uh, but they did that before we went in. Was there anything so. wrong with it? No. Which is quite funny, because considering, considering I had, um, A bomb in it. <laughs> well, there, there was that as well, but I kind of kept that bit quiet. Yeah. Uh, I did have one of these slightly mad moments where I just would turn around to my colleagues and say, so what, rather loudly, so I said, so what's going to happen when they find the bomb in your bag then, Alan? <gasps> I thought... You can't do that, though, can I, you? No, because uh, these guys don't really have a sense of humour. Well, even so, d didn't we talk about that before, where that bloke did that, with a... Well, he, 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 so somebody he, did that with the uh, well, somebody tweeted about it, didn't they? Yeah. About Robin Hood Airport, yeah. Saying uh, if you don't clear that off, I'm going to come and bomb you. Uh, oh dear. So yeah, so being um, that that was maybe a bit of encouragement that uh, maybe I need to get my um, lazy rear to the gym. Lazy rear to the well, yeah. You can always come into Clarky's gym. Uh, well, as Manda did point out, I am. Um, I did pay like sort of uh, quite a few hundred quid at the start of the year for a year's membership to the gym that I go to. And How I often do you go to it? Well, I haven't really used it since the election. Oh, so really? I've really got to get and use it. Chris Where is it? It's the DW gym down at um, St. Uh, Oswald's, there, BQ. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. So I need to do something like that. You're going to do that? Well, I, I've, I've thought hard about it this week. And, and you thought about It's the thought that counts. Yeah, really. it, to me, it, it is, you know. Um, once you think about it, it's, it's as good as done. I do that with most of my jobs. Yeah. You know, I, well, I'm, I might not have given you it, but... No. But I did think about it. And it is the and thought. And so, you, you, thought. Were, you were there yeah. for me. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what about when you got inside there? Was it all, like, exciting and stuff? You can't talk about it and you have to kill me and... Well, obviously, yeah, anybody who listens listen to this, I will then have to kill oh, yeah. after this conversation. Um, but to be honest, I was a bit disappointed. Uh, I expected sort of like I don't know. Uh, was there any buttons? No lights. Well, there was lights. Curtains. But action. Oh, no curtains. No curtains either. Uh, blinds. And, but it was very. It was very modern, and it was just mm. like a modern office space. Whereas I was hoping for maybe like sort of really old. So they've obviously refurbed all the inside and all that sort of stuff. But I was hoping for like old and it being sort of the real atmosphere and stuff like that and yeah see in uh, my head i can see a bloke gray-haired bloke silver-haired bloke with a suit on smoking a cigar with his feet up on the table you walk in he goes ah kirby sit down there chap will you yeah or now, tell us about this invention you've come up with yeah and, or, or a bunch of um i, I sort of have in my <coughs> head sort of a bunch of um five uh, brigadiers or something yeah yeah in, yeah in sort of in uniform in all uniform. talking around a table with big yeah. moustaches and drinking whiskey yes yeah and saying yes. well let's uh we, we we won't invade there today because uh you know, it's tea and Tuesday. toast. Tea and toast this afternoon, yes. and um, and then the boys were off doing a bit of polo this afternoon. Uh, later yeah. on, yeah. So and that didn't happen. Then. No, none of that. None of that. Everyone no. was in suits, and uh, oh, I was like, oh. so disappointed. It's very disappointing, Val. You've let me down. Well, you haven't let me down, but they have. To be yeah. Honest. So not only did they, did they insult me over my weight, then they um, 
then they don't live up to my expectations, which is just bang out of order. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Do you know, right, what Stockholm much. Syndrome is? Oh, I did. Um... Well, apparently, 40 no. years ago, the term Stockholm Syndrome was coined at the end of a six-day bank siege. Yes, no, yeah, no. What yeah, is it, and why is it cited time and time again in hostage situations? Well, most people know the phrase Stockholm Syndrome from the numerous high-profile kidnapping and hostage cases, usually involving women, in which it's been cite cited, 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 even. The term is most associated with Patty Hearst, the California newspaper heiress who was kidnapped by a revolutionary mili militants in 1974. She appeared to develop sympathy with her captors and joined them in a robbery. Yeah. That's bizarre. She was eventually caught and received a prison sentence, but Hearst's defence lawyer, Bailey, claimed that the 19-year-old had been brainwashed and was suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, a term that had been recently coined to explain the apparently irrational feelings of some captives for their captors. Interesting. Yeah, but it's quite a um, common thing when you go through the sort of um, hostage training and stuff like that. Um, have you done that? Might have done. Um, the... Wait, wait, because when you get these group of people together, when you're then um, going in to deal with the hostage situation, yep. you have to treat the... Because it's been quite common that some, some of the, um, uh, the terrorist-type people will try and hide in amongst the uh, hostages when they come out. Right. So if you think the sort of terrorist sort of throws away his gun and goes, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I was a hostage, I was a hostage, on, I was a hostage. On a film before, yeah. yeah. And so, and that, when you get sort of serious Stockholm Syndrome, then the, um, the hostages will try and protect the terrorist. Which is really bizarre, but it, it, the sort of psychology is of, uh, is of it that if they've been executing people, and they didn't execute the ones that are still alive. Oh, so they've done you a favour. They kind of done you a favour. So actually, if you help them, then they might not it might not come and get you again in the future, or wow. you know, it's it's such a high pressure and high intense situation that um, I think many things could happen that you just wouldn't expect. It's weird, um, isn't it? It didn't sound logical, but it, well, it doesn't sound logical, but it also does sound logical. Yeah, exactly. What you yeah. said, it makes it makes some sense. But yeah, yeah, so that was been in the press this week. You'll be really sad to know I haven't had time to do the quiz. Oh, no, I was just about to ask, where, where's my questions? I'm I know. Ready, ready for the first couple. Oh, mate, I'm really sorry about that. But, um, <clears throat> so you're into the old, um, you're into the education and policy stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Have you seen that about the GCSEs? Top grades four for second year in a row? Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Top grades four? Yeah. What, you... Well, when, uh, I, when you look at it, um, if everybody just goes out and gets an A, yeah. what use is that? There's no benchmark, there's no... There's no benchmark. I mean, yeah. the, the way I look at it is, um, if you, um, it's all, for me it's all about employment. Yeah. Or further education, you know, it's, it's the next step. And what you want as an employer is to know what the differences are between Joe and Jenny when they come... Joe come, and Jenny? Yeah. You know Joe and Jenny. I do know um, them, yeah, yeah so well. when they come for interview with you, yep. you know, you, if they've both got an A star... Yes, no Because, good. as well as Bob, Bill and Mary, they've all got A stars, what's yeah. the, um... Well, you've all got A stars, I've got nothing to differentiate between you. Yeah. Um, however, if if they're harder, or, you know, the the, um, the pass marks are yep. different, then if one's got an A, B and C, then it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it so, does. It does. So what was all that about then? They were saying, they've, they've done, they were saying that it's, uh, it's the second year in a row. Yeah, well, there's been a drop in the proportion of GCSE exam entries awarded top grades for the second year in a row. More than 600,000 teenagers in England, Wales and Northern Ireland are receiving results with head teachers saying changes that have caused a lot of turbulence in the grades. Oh, turbulence. About two-thirds of exam entries were graded between A star and C a fall uh, on last year. And then the proportion of getting an A star or an A fell from 22.4 to 21.3%. 
The overall pass rate also fell marginally for the first time in the exam's 25-year history. The results, released by the Joint Council of Qualifications, or the JQO, uh, JCQ as, as we as know. As we all know them, yeah, yeah. we all know that, yeah. Um, also show more pupils are taking exams early, particularly maths and English. A rise in recess and teenagers being entered for more than one exam in the same subject. That doesn't make sense. No, I know. Maybe I wrote it wrong. Could could very well be. <laughs> um, with your um, and my I, bad grammar because I, I failed everything. <laughs> um, that's I mean, but we we're doing um, spelling at home. Oh um, yeah, with, with the kids. Are you any good? And um, no, I wrote <laughs> <laughs> So what what we've done is set up for me, Ellie, who's obviously nine, and Holly, yeah. who's, who's six. Um, and Leah wants to take part. Bless him, he can't even talk right. Oh. Um, <laughs> so we've all got our little rows of spelling, and. Um, yeah, it's quite funny because Ellie just thought that I'd get on my right button, but we get Amanda to set them. Yeah. But I've got some really, I've got like nine letter ones and stuff. Nine letter ones. Yeah. Give me an example. Um, what did, what did she have? Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> That's no good, is it? Um, Compartmentalisation. Like, like things like surprised and... So that's got an R in it, in the wrong place, isn't it? Surprised, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. we, we're English, so it's often not a Z. Um, There's no Z in it. Yeah. No, which is good. Um, no Z if you're American, Z. then obviously you've Z. Yeah. Got a Z in there? Um, so we, we, we're doing all that sort of stuff at the moment, which is which is quite amusing. Cool. But, um, but yeah, my English grammar and... Um, um, spelling stuff isn't great. Isn't great. Which, considering how much writing I do, is, is, is some someone says a problem. I say is a un unique feature. I put words around the wrong. I put bits of sentences around the wrong way, and I do it all the time. I, I did it last night. I was working quite late last night, and um, I had to send an email out, and I read it, and I can't think of the example now, but I said it the wrong way round, and you could say it that way round, but it's I don't know. Anyway, are you, are you do you have a history of dyslexia? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, well, funny enough, I do write. I, do, I tell what I keep doing, missing words out of sentences. But I think that's more stress than anything. Are you just lazy? Just kind of doing it. Lazy yeah, yeah. blimmer. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what we're gonna do. Let's play an ad break. Oh yeah. With our new jingle, me and you got because we're special, oh, isn't it? Yes. Look. And then we'll be back after this it's on Seven FM. It's only taken three years. It is only taken three years, indeed it has. Uh, and we're going to play a bit of UB Forty. Actually, um, do you like UB? I do. Yes. This one's Food for Thought from the Seventies. Very nice song. You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on Seven FM. Morning, sir. Hi, I'm checking in for my flight. Lovely. Business or pleasure? Holiday. And where will you be staying? With my parents. They live over there. Lovely. Travel insurance? Oh, no, thanks. Have you got travel insurance? Uh, no. Check to see if you need any vaccinations? No. Checked out the local laws? No, no look. <laughs> Why do I need to know all this? I'm just staying with my parents. Uh, is either of your parents A, a local lawyer or the chief of police, B, fabulously wealthy, C, the owner of a private plane with its own fully trained medical staff, or D, none of the above? Uh, D. Lovely. Are you a superhero and, in fact, immortal? Things can go wrong on holiday abroad, even if you're staying with family. So check it out before you check in. Visit fco.gov.uk slash friends and family. Join me, Brett Costello, each and every week for the Urban Meltdown, giving you upfront and independent R&B, soul and urban tunes. You're ahead of the game. Urban Meltdown, upfront and independent, soul, R&B and urban. Join Brett on 7FM each Saturday between 6 and 8pm. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Oh, 7FM. 
Food for Thought there by UB40 was the first single released by British reggae band in 1980 to top the charts at number four. And uh, in New Zealand, it was number one in September. Well, there you go. Did you recognise it or not? I, d- I did a bit, but I can't say it was um, high on my list of uh, things. Top tunes, yeah. no, I know what you mean. It was um, it was sort of a definite reggae style um, but yeah, that was 1980. Carkin, what were you doing in 1980? Hang on, were you born then? Just. Well, how old were you? Year and a half. Oh, really? That makes... Oh, God, well, I well, went to school in 1982. Yeah, I was, um... <laughs> well, <laughs> I was born by uh, December 78, so... Yeah. yeah. Are you in eBay? You're an eBayer, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Did you see the problems they had yesterday? No. Actually, I haven't bought that much off eBay recently. No, I, well, I, well, I got a little bit frustrated, actually. Last week, I, I wanted to get the boat up and running. Yeah. So, I got it, got it nearly all ready, and I thought, I'll buy some spark plugs. And they're like about, if you've got <coughs> the motorcycle shop, they're about seven quid each or something right, like that. Right, okay. And this guy was selling four for eight pounds, so I ordered them. Ordered some other stuff, some grease, marine grease, bits and bobs. It all arrived, apart from the spark plugs. So, I, I clicked on it, where's my stuff, and then it's like... Oh, can we help you answer this? And then it gives you some generic responses yeah, yeah. like your stuff. Oh, you've got to wait for at least another three days. No, no, it says two days on there. Mm. So I clicked on the I'm not happy. I want to. I want to contact the the, the sender. But it, it opened a case rather yes. than emailing him. Is that a new feature? I think that's what it's always done. Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, I don't know. I've, normally, I just email him. Where's my stuff? And the yeah. guy would email back. So. I've opened the case, and I opened it last, uh, last Saturday, because I yeah. ordered the stuff the Saturday before, and, uh, he's not even responded. So, he's not, it's, it's been open on tomorrow, if it doesn't, he doesn't respond, I can go on and escalate Same it to about, eBay. Yeah. But I've not received the stuff, yeah. so they're not going to turn around and say, oh, well, he's, he's got proof he sent it, it's your problem. It's like, well, hang on, I, I did it under buy it now, that comes under distant selling rules. Yeah, but also, did you, do you pay through PayPal? Yeah. Yeah, also PayPal will refund you. Will they? Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of things where I haven't received it, and they turned around and said, well, we sent it. I was like, well, that doesn't help me at all, no, does it? I'm, you know, you sold it to me, so... Yeah. Where is it? And With so, I've had it where it's been refunded. Yeah. Um, as, um, as someone said to me, proof of posting is not proof of receipt. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, you think I'll be, I'll get me £8.50 back? Yes. I'll I have bought over. things in the past. I bought some, some, um, turny-onny things for the tap, so I could turn it on for ten sec for ten minutes, walk away, and it would water the garden, and then turn itself off. Oh, right, okay. And, cool. um, I bought these two cheap ones, they were like twelve quid each, uh, no, they were eight ninety nine each, I thought yeah. it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Looked at the reviews, got uh, okay reviews, and then, um, as I, as I tightened the one up, the top sheared off, as I, um, <laughs> put the other one onto the tap and turned the water off, the, sh- the top <laughs> shot off it, and nearly <laughs> hit me in the face. Nice. And I looked at it, and I thought, do you know what? I paid something like, ended up getting paid like 12 quid for this, and I thought, I just can't be bothered to go through the hassle. Because if he turns around and says, Well, I've had no other customers, I've had, I said, I ain't interested in that. No, so, exactly, do you know what I did? Yeah. I just didn't send them back. I oh, threw them yeah. in the bin. Well, I, I tend to still complain. Um, Perhaps I should have. But, uh, so what, what, what did I complain this week? Oh, it was, I think it was Sunday or Monday. I went to PC World. Oh. And uh, so, in fact, no, it wasn't. It was after the show on Saturday. All oh, right. What did you buy? Um, oh, you told me you were going there, actually. Yeah, what did yeah. you buy? Well, and. Because of... Tell me more. Because um, of one of our <coughs> laptops. Um, you ever had the red laptop that I bring into the studio? Yes, yes, right, yes. That, that, that's dead. Yes. Um, it, it's not playing anymore. It's just... Is that it. the one I put all your mute back to up or did something with the music? Yes, you did ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got transport... Because when I broke the laptop before that, there's a theme here, isn't there? Yeah, there um, is a theme going on, but, the, but Amanda broke this one. Oh, um, did she? Oh, that's But then okay. I have my work laptop, which I... My fault, I stupidly left open on the floor and the kid, one of the kids came and stood on it. 
And so, because it was an ultra book, quite thin, oh, right. the uh, bit of the screen at the bottom, yep. bottom left, it, where the hinge is, has... It's not broken, but the um, the screen has sort of come away from itself, so I've super glued it, yeah. but it's not really strong enough for everyday use. No, no, no. So, I've had to go and buy a new laptop. Right. What so did I you went, buy? Well, I went to PC World and yeah. said, um... I, I spent ages, because I go around sort of comparing all the stuff, and I, I had it down to two. Do you look at which? Um, I, I do, I, 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 I do my research before I go in, but okay, then good. I normally find that, um, that whatever they say they've got, they never have anyway. Oh, but right, okay. So I went in, and I was like, and these guys come over, can, can I help you, sir? I was like, yes, you can oh, go away for a while. Yeah, I hate that. Um, because I, I'm quite, I'm not being thing, but I probably know more about computers than they do. Um, so I went in and compared all the, all the things, and said, right... I uh, called him more and said, I'd like that one, please. He goes, yes, I I could see, I, I just left you alone until you chose the right one. I was like, oh, thank you. He goes, but you've chosen a great laptop. And I was like, to be fair, you'd have said that no matter what laptop you chose, wouldn't you? Yeah. Goes, yeah, I probably would. It's like, like, well, for being honest. He goes, would you care to come and sit over here and we'll sort it all out for you? Oh, brilliant, thank you very much. He goes, would you like not an antivirus? I was oh, like, no, I wouldn't. No. He goes, well, um, is there any software you would like? And I was like, yes, actually, I want a copy of Office. Um, so I want the home student. Oh, well, for an extra ten pound, you can you can have the Norton as well. I was like, yeah. um, uh, I can use Microsoft money? Essentials for nothing. Yeah, well, I don't even. Use, I use um, AVG. Um, no, um, Symantec. All oh, right. Um, yeah. Which a bit intrusive, but yeah. Oh, I, 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 like sorry, it. no, Komodo. Ah, right. Uh, that's okay. yeah. I used to use Symantec, then it got intrusive, then I kicked it out. That's it. Um, anyway, um, and he was like, okay. Well, I was like, no, no, I don't want that. I, I just want. Kind of would have asked for because that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's what I do. What I want to buy, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. right. I just got to nip back and go, go get the code now. I'll go and get it for you. Oh, thank you very much, you man. And um, he came back and said, "Yes, um, well, I'll get that to you for Thursday." Well, I want it today. No, I want, that's why I'm here now because I want. Had you to. paid anything at this point? No, no, right. I hadn't. So I was like, "No, no, I want it now." So he goes, "Oh well, you could. I could order one. I could get one reserved for you at Cheltenham. You could go to Cheltenham." I was like, "If I wanted to go to Cheltenham, I'd have gone to Cheltenham." Mm. You have a really big warehousey thing here. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what, what have you got in the back of there? Like, just tea, coffee, and a basketball hoop. <laughs> and, um, at which point he sort of looked at me as if I was like, Did you friend. really say that? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'd get really annoyed with PC World because well. you go along and they never have the they're stock. They're selling you, they're preempting your, uh, your yeah. satisfaction. Well, but, uh, but they're also, they never have the stock in no. that, you ha that you want. So Not acceptable. And then I was like, right, well, I was looking at the other one. How about the other one? Um, because I do want to take it, take it home, hence why I've spent now an hour coming here and doing this. Yeah. And he's like, okay, right, I'll, I'll go and look for that one then. And uh, came back. He's, I get that to you for, for Friday. Oh, and I was like, no, I want it. What is going on here? And, uh, he's like, I was what like, is going on? To man? be honest, did I'm, you do I'm, the I'm, finger on the table thing? No, I, I don't <clears> do that. <throat> I, I, I just sort of turned around and said, no, no. Thank you very much for your time um, and for wasting the past hour and a half. And you were in there an hour and a half. Well, pretty well. A lot that was my own fault because I was going round and I was I was tossing up the idea about getting one of the touchscreen. I'd have gone to Cheltenham, you see. I'd have just driven the Cheltenham because I'd have had to have. And I'd have gone back into the store and said, you're not, I didn't want you to reserve it for me so you could get the commission. The guy in Cheltenham, Dave, has got the commission. Well, but I'm kind of just against the whole lot of them. Yeah, I you am know, as well. it, It's kind of, if you're going to sell PCs and laptops and stuff, yeah. have some PCs and laptops. They are very, very aggressive in trying to sell you um, extra stuff. Well, that's presumably where they make their commissions. I don't like it. Um, so anyway, so I turned around and said, no, you can uh, take your... Uh, thing and shove it places where the sun where doesn't shine, shine. <laughs> um <laughs> and went on to I, I did a bit of a browse around on like laptops direct and yeah. other, other websites like that and then went on to dell oh, and right. for one of my previous customers they get they give me for use a dell laptop which was actually quite good and i was like ah okay they would do what well the the, the customer i previously worked for oh i'd had a dell laptop and actually i quite liked it and stuff so i was like oh maybe i should have didn't that one i i sort of repaired was a dell wasn't it 
No. no, I wasn't. Okay. Don't think so. All right. No, because that was a... Where did I get that from? Anyway. Anyway, right, that's yeah. like, um, The... So I ordered one from there. Yeah. Uh, you know, for an extra 300 quid on top of the price that I was going to pay. And the... It will come next... Is it going to come next Tuesday? Next Tuesday or Wednesday? So longer than what PC World said. I'm more expensive than what PC World said. But quite frankly, I've won because I'm, I'm getting an amazing machine. Yeah. 3D um, screen, Blu-ray really? player. How does that work? I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm <coughs> interested. I've got nothing that will play 3D stuff, and I have no Blu-ray discs. <laughs> but <laughs> I've got, um, got some you can borrow. Oh, cool. I've got okay. quite a few. I should make yeah. 15, 20 or excellent. So, but I mean, that's not really like, got it. But it, no. it is the most. It is a really up to date. All sort of um, singing, dancing laptop, it, it, and they made it in China for me. Oh, they did made they? it to my spec. Did they really? Yeah, my, the spec I asked for was the spec that they said the spec of the machine was, which I think is a coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, but they sent me the tracking details, and he's like, "It is um, um, order received, order da da da, um, in production, Dispa- really? dispatched from China." Oh, <laughs> that's like, fantastic. That is quite cool. So even though it's taking me longer, it's cost me more. I, I'm going to be more satisfied. And quite frankly, PC world, you need to book your ideas. I'm you actually fill the warehouse with some PCs. Exactly. We've had some emails in, Bar. Ooh. What? If if I play this to you, uh, see if you can work out who it is. Ready? Hey, det här är Birgitta. Jag sitter i Stockholm och det här är Seven FM, den bästa frukostshowen i världen. Oh, it's Sarah from Quetchley. It is Sarah from <laughs> Quetchley. No, no, we've got two emails in from the Swedish fan club. Hello. So, uh, was that uh, was that a Swedish? Uh, yeah, was, yeah, I think yeah, I think it was more Welsh. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was Welsh. Good morning, guys. Great show as always. Just poking you as a reminder about starting to plan for your show in Stockholm. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you, you you could play a song for my family, which is listening as well. Could you play "Blurred Lines" by Robin Thicke for them? Well, yeah, I, good I call. I'd like to that. do that actually. I, 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 think I was, was going to buy that the other day. Were you? Were you? Yeah. Oh, have I bought it? One of the two. So uh, we've also got. We've also so, that, so that's um, uh, Birgitta, and it says "stick at from min iPhone," which I think means uh, I think that means sent from my iPhone. Did you, you know, think your translation me? skills are amazing? Oh, do you know me, mate? Check you. Well, it's like um, we've actually got the the jingle in English as well. So let me just play that quickly. This is Birgitta. I'm from Stockholm, and you're listening to Seven FM, the best breakfast show in the world. Yes, indeed, indeed. And also, we've got one in from her um, her colleague, Veronica. Not deserted you, even if we miss Paul and Mandy. It's not very nice, who, is who it? Were, po- who are they? Paul, Mandy. Oh no, so Paul was. Little short guy worked down the docks, did a barges and all that stuff. Oh, Mandy, yeah, she's yeah. Some, she did write stuff. She does writing. Oh, good. Okay. Mm. Um, I vaguely remember them. I, I, it's I it's been a long time. I don't remember them at all. She's saying, please play Veronica Maggio's new song, Turgis... Turg- Hang on, this is all wrong. Isn't it? <laughs> Veronica Maggio's new song, Turgel's Torg, so you don't forget how beautiful Swedish sounds. So beautiful they, so Swedish they, sounds and beautiful yeah. Swedish country. <laughs> as well. well, we'll try and do that because we do. We, as you can imagine, Veronica, the, the planning of this show takes well months, doesn't it, Barry? <laughs> Me and Barry coming here, we're like monkeys over typewriters, planning all the songs, and we don't just get one of them spinny monkeys things. Over type- it's not a typewriter; it's a word processor. <laughs> it's a word processor, indeed. <laughs> so we'll try and find that song um, for you, and we'll also play blurred lines. Uh, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, while we're doing that, we'll play a quick ad break, and we'll play that for you uh, lovely young ladies in uh, Sweden, back after this on 7FM. You're listening to The Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on 7FM. 7FM. 
Okay, here's a great recipe for a late night treat. Slice two potatoes into oblong chips. Heat oil in a deep fat fryer till very hot. Fall asleep in front of the late film. Let oil catch fire. Brown the kitchen nicely. Wake up. Leave pan on hob and don't attempt to move it. Do not pour water onto oil. Turn hob off if possible and get out of the house. Stay out and call 999. Cooking accidents are the cause of most house fires. Fire kills. You can prevent it. The water is freezing. It is a long way down, Mark. Jump, I jump, man. Stop saying that, please. I don't know if I'm up for this. I walked up this hill for nothing. Come on, Dave. Come on. Babe, film it. Yeah, I'm filming it. Come on, son. Right, watch out, I need a run up. Come on. Go on, son. Don't jump into the unknown. Tombstoning kills and injures. Can't believe he's jumped. What a legend. Nutter. Why has he not come up yet? Oh, shut up. He's messing the boat, man. Matt! Matt! Shut Matt. up, guys. Call 999. Call the Coast Guard. Somebody help him. Matt! Matt. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Music and news for South
ass to you. Let me be the one you bet that ass to. Go from Malibu to Paribu. Yeah, I had a big machine bad to you. So hit me up when you pass through. I give you something big enough to tell your ass to. Swag on them even when you're dread casual. I mean, it's all hoes and barrels. Hundred year not there with I pull up on side, let you pay me back. Nothing like your leg, he too square for you. He'll smack that ass and pull your hair like So I jail watch and wait for you to salute and chew dip pimp. Not many women can refuse dip pimp. I'm a nice guy, but don't get it confused. that again but actually that is not for us that song it's for uh, somebody very special to us um they are part well this is actually for veronica uh, no it's not sorry it's, it's for begita oh god we're gonna play veronica's song in a minute um yeah that is for begita and that was um blurred lines by robin Thicke featuring uh ti and farrell whatever that is isn't it pharrell yeah that's what i meant I yeah. when i said it I, that's what i sort of meant but didn't say it very well okay so that's for those guys if you do want anything played you can also uh, yeah they get in contact with us back it's by magic um, isn't it well they, they do this really dodgy text thing that you've now set up oh, but yeah. you'd uh, you test rather or I'd, I'd suggest you text rather than test it <laughs> but if you text rnet that is r-n-e-t yeah um, so, so use that at the start of your message and send your message to 60300 yep and that will, and obviously send a message with that as well. Yeah. And then that will get to us through the uh, through the tele- telephonic texting services. <laughs> um, you could give us a ring, actually, which is probably a bit easier than trying to remember all that. And yeah. on Gloucester, which is 01452 for those of you living out of uh, out of county, and three four eight five double five. Yeah, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> I, is. I, I, I nearly, <laughs> you I nearly, said five double five. Yeah, I nearly. You give, said it only because I nearly give you my work number. <laughs> Which is three four eight nine eight five, which isn't connected at the moment. So no, oh right, um, oh dear. You go straight to transfer. Okay, okay. Um, so or you can just get on the Twitter, which is probably far reason than all that. Um, we because we're, we're at seven FM or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash seven FM. So yeah, that, that, that's it. Oh, you can send the pigeons because you got the pigeon loft up again. Pigeon, um, yeah, pigeon. Um, Send a, send a pigeon or you know, <coughs> come down yourself come down and visit with a bacon sarnie. Oh, we need to eat that. Be nice. I've no breakfast yet. I've had mine. I had my fruit. Oh, very good. Oh, check me out with me yeah. fruit stuff. That's, you, you, uh, you finding that's, that's good for you? Not really, no. no. I don't like it. It's horrible. Oh. A bit boring. Yeah. But See, yeah. the downside of here is I drive past McDonald's on the way home. Oh, no. Yeah. Will you get called in? Well, the, the, their breakfast wraps are quite good. 
Is that uh, what they go like? This is the breakfast. You can have it all day. You can have it with some tea or have it with some hay. Is that a breakfast wrap? No. Okay. What is it? But I like that. That, that, that was very good. Probably impromptu. Uh... <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's DJ Clarkie in the house. It's, uh... it's my Welsh accent. Okay, yeah, yeah, well done. It's, uh... Fast-moving snails spread deadly dog disease across the UK. What's that all about, Barr? Well, despite their lethargic reputation, snails can travel at relatively <laughs> speedy <laughs> one metre per hour. <laughs> I just <sighs> love the way you did that laugh as you started reading it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> By, but <laughs> research has been attaching multicolored LED lights. Um, Fantastic! And it, so they were able to track their movements over a 24 hour period. The gastropods were fast enough to explore the length of an entire average UK garden in a single night. Really? Yeah. That means it'll take them about so 10 minutes to do mine. Um, <laughs> but scientists are worried that the fast moving snails are spreading a parasite that is oh, deadly for dogs. It's not good. Over the past few years, the wet summers enjoyed across the UK enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, uh, across the UK, have proved an ideal breeding ground for snails. According to the Royal Horticultural Society, or the RHS, as we know them, we know them. Um, right? Yeah, uh, their numbers increased by fifty percent last year. As well as being a pest for gardeners, snails can also spread a parasite called um, a really long name begin with A. Lungworm. Um, yeah, yeah. <coughs> this lungworm is particularly threat uh, a threat to dogs, which can be become infected by accidentally eating slugs or snails, which they then come across in the garden or on or on dog toys. That's that's the I think that's the key thing there. What the dogs eating them? Well, no, no, no. But the the fact I was thinking, well, what my dog wouldn't go and eat a snail, but he might eat uh, like a, he might have a go on a rugby ball or something, which has yeah, got yeah. a snail on it. Yeah. No, so would you do that as well? That sounds quite serious, though, doesn't it? Because there's no cure for it, apparently. Once they get it... Really? It kills them. Kills the dog. That's a bit antisocial. Well, it is, really. It's well, we selfish. should, like, lock the snails up or something. Well, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so, it's, um... It's... it's you've heard that... Uh, you've heard that on 7 FM. It's true. Very true story about the dogs and the snails. And, um... I should say, kill all the snails. That's what I say. Kill them all. Because they eat things. The horrible things. They're disease-spreading... Where do they where do they live in the food chain? Do what 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 do they do that's good that's a good thing? Because most things do a good thing and a bad thing, don't they? Um, like spiders eat flies, but spiders are just ugh. oh, spiders are nice though. Aren't you? Do you not like spiders? Oh no! You, can you touch one? No. See, Stuart's got a phobia of spiders. Emily's got a phobia of wasps, and I haven't really got a phobia of either. I haven't got a phobia of wasps. I just don't like them. No, I don't like them. One bit Karen or stung Karen the other day. Yeah. Right on the um leg. Ow! That's gonna hurt. Swole up and everything. Yeah. True story. True story. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. Where do they come in the food chain? Because, uh, do they have any... Uh, who eats them? Because uh, have you ever picked one up? French right. people. French have you people ever picked... Them. Do they? Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> have you ever picked a slug up? Yeah. And then tried to get the slime off your fingers after? Yeah, it's... It it's doesn't not, come off. No, it's like... Good. I mean, I just... I, I just chop my fingers off. It, I, it was, oh. you know. I, uh, I don't like slugs. They eat all my food in my polytunnel. But... My my plan for putting that wildlife pond at the other end of the polytunnel... Yeah. ...with all the frog things come out now, they're all in it. They are in the polytunnel, living in there, eating all the bugs and flies. Oh, all well, the, the frogs. The frogs are. Uh, uh, if you go up there, <clears throat> you, should bring, you should bring your kids up to see oh, okay. tiny little things they are. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite interesting to watch them as you're mowing the lawn, uh, legs what? flying off and heads coming <laughs> there. And what we've done is we do have a no-mow zone. Oh, right, okay. We have a no-mo zone around the pond. Have they taken uh, their no-mo test so they know where the no-mo zone is? <laughs> exactly. Um, no-mo no qualified. No-mo qualified. All you have to do is... That sounds like a really cool test, doesn't it, the no-mo test? Yeah. Does it? I don't think the frogs are going to be up for it, though. They're not going to be up for it, are they? 
Send, yeah. send Michael Gove onto them, I'm sure he'll, he'll explain the reasons for a good old test. And Who? Michael Gove. Who's that? Secretary of State for Education. Oh, right, okay. So there's like political joke in there, so my we, political friends will be giggling. They will, and they'll be chuckling over their, oh, their morning coffee. And their cigars. And, and drinking while they're drinking their whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that's the crossover between the military contingent and the. And, uh, and the political and contingent. The political contingent, yeah. yeah. So. so we've got the news coming up at uh, nine o'clock on seven. This morning's flying by, flying by, mate. It's good. We're having quite uh, a good, having a, quite a good time here, aren't it we? It is, yes. Of course, you can listen to this on on podcast as well. Can you? Where, where do you get the podcast? Well, you can go to iTunes, or oh. you can go to TuneIn, uh, or you can go to the website, or you can do uh, anything really. So it's, it's there and everywhere. It's everywhere, mate. We are all over the place. Well, like that's, a nasty that disease. Be the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're we a are rash on the bottom of Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, Barry and Andy all over the place. Yeah, so what else has been going on in the news then? Uh, all your mates in the news, second one down, under the blue. I don't know who Gilbert Taylor is. That's oh, Ed Miliband. Yeah, yes, I see yeah, 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 that's clever. Yeah. Or, or Ed, Red Ed. Well, it, it <coughs> he, he always comes in for some stick. He does, doesn't um, he? Certainly around August, because August is one of these times where nobody's got anything to say, really, so we all just have a fight with each other. Yeah. But he's had a lot of cri criticism, um, both from grassroots members as, and but senior me senior members of the Labour Party have been coming out now as well. Oh dear. So he's had some um, senior Labour figures um, that have given him criticism saying that he's failing to make impact as a leader. Oh right. Um, it's one of them the egg thrower. Oh, no the puncher. No that that was a, I didn't <coughs> I didn't understand that. The guy who apparently threw the egg was was a socialist the sort of left leaning uh, left, left person throwing stuff at Ed Miliband for not doing stuff that the government should oh, be doing. Oh, no, I'm on about the other bloke he threw an egg at. Um, it's, um... Oh, Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. Mr. Left himself. Ah, uh, that's true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's also been saying things, apparently. Oh, is he? Um, oh, bless him. But, uh, Ed Miliband told Labour Party activists in Edinburgh that he learned to take the rough with the smooth and insisted he had a clear vision for the future of the economy, uh, future of, the, uh, future of this country. Oh. Uh, he said the 2015 election would be about living standards and accused the Tories of economic complacency. It comes as the Tories launched a website, highlighting what they say a Labour government will cost voters. Um, Lord Prescott claimed that uh, Labour had been too quiet during the summer months, and the Shadow he Health Secretary, Andy Burnham, said the party had to shout louder. In a joint article earlier for The Guardian, the former ministers John Denham and Peter Hayne became the latest party veterans to offer their advice, urging Mr Miliband to focus on Labour's core economic message and send out a long-term vision. Oh. Everyone's a critic. Everyone is, um, as m as Everyone can do it better until they ever go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of that. I mean, everybody's got to be seen to be doing something. We, we come up to party conference season as well, yeah. which is, you know, he's, he's got to come up with a, a good speech. I mean, he did it last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was coming for a lot of criticism this time last year, and he came out with a stormer of a speech. It's probably the only political speech I've watched more than twice. Really? Um, I, I'm watching it now on YouTube, because I think it's actually quite an inspiring speech. Cool. Um... But uh, but he, he, did I tell you he was he was in Lost of the other week again? Oh no oh, no! You had no. your photograph with him. Yeah no we did that that was good. Did um, he come in for tea? No we did because the parking on Kingsway. It's it a nightmare. It just doesn't work and so once he has his entourage there and his twenty four um, Secret Service vans and stuff you know it's, it's the neighbours complain they do um, they do. So I, I have to say Ed I'm sorry not this time not this uh, time Ed maybe next time no Ed no no um, but no I mean I think it's 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 hard to be in opposition with, with, with these sort of things. Mm. Um, but and it's also because we're so far away from the election. Yeah, we are. Aren't we? It's you know as soon as you sort of say we you are get definitely going to this low period, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, but obviously, we locally need to be uh, doing a fair bit. So I we'll thought see. of you in the week. Oh, thank you. I nearly texted you and said, <clears throat> I've, um, "I was young when Thatcher was in power. I, I was young and I didn't really understand it." But I watched a documentary on her, um, which she appears in. Um, 
and it's on it's on um the iPlayer. I, okay. I would watch it because I didn't realise that she had so much opposition in the Tory party mm. from people who had a right to, to, to peerages and a right to being yep. in the Tory party, and she was really anti-Toffs, which I gobsmacked. Well, Ma Maggie was technically a working-class girl. She was. Um, she, she was a grocer, wasn't she? Yeah, well, yeah. She was um, born into a grocer family. Yeah, absolutely. And she went up against... And this, the thing is, what makes me laugh is these Toffs, as, as we call them, was actually in the interview slagging her off, saying, oh, I don't know really where she got these got her ideas from. Yeah. And she said that we didn't. Uh, and it was fantastic. And I just thought, this is really, really Well, have good. you ever watched The Iron Lady? I've I've watched some of it, but not yeah, all of it. It's it's worth watching because I mean, does it go through that then? Does yeah, it? it does. It it sort of um, from the start you can sort of see where she came from and how she stood for um, one seat didn't get it, but then she went on to do another. And a lot of people saying, well, actually, for a uh, you know, <laughs> we'll never have a woman as the uh, leader leader of the, not the Conservative Party. Not a woman, God, man, but, God. Um, but yeah, it's it's good film. I'd watch it. Yeah, it's, I think um, I might do that. I, I think uh, I've got a copy of it. I might watch that. It's just a shame she turned into be such a so much of a beep. Right, we're going to go to the news now, and see you later. Across Gloucester and around the world at seven. You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on Seven FM. سلام اسمم شروین هست و الان شما داره با 7FM گوش میدین
Bit of Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Not sure who he was. Do you know who he was, Bar? I was going to ask you the same question because I, I like Bananarama. And I, like, I do I like as well. Jones. Um, but I had no idea. I like the, I like the song Nathan Jones, but I, I wondered whether he was somebody special or somebody in the news at the time. Obviously, I was not there at the time, so. So no, I'm mean, not really sure. He must be a person. Perhaps it was a girlfriend, but a boyfriend of one of the girls. Maybe. Yeah. So no. Uh, if any of you know who Nathan Jones is, we want to know, and we want to know now. How would they get in touch, Bar? Well, they'd, they'd um, text Arnet, then a message to six zero three zero zero. Or you could tweet us at 7FM, or you could Facebook us, facebook.com forward slash 7FM. Or you could phone us on Gloucester, 01452 348 555. You could. Oi, aqui quem tá falando é Maria, você está ouvindo a 7FM. Oh, that's very kind of you, Maria. Very nice of you to say that, indeed. Okay, whoa, whoa, so... Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we've got all multilingual. We have. That's like sort of three languages in one show, isn't it? I know, we've had a bit of Swedish. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of Farsi just now from Sherwin. We had Priya speaking uh, one of the three Indian languages she Ooh. speaks. And that was Maria uh, from Brazil, uh, who speaks Portuguese. Excellent. Which I think is a bit like Spanish, but I, there's probably like... That's probably like swearing, saying something like that. Uh, probably, but... Uh, yeah, we're, so we're, we're getting there. We've got uh, we've got Reluca as well that uh, speaks uh, Romanian. Ooh. And uh, we might be able to fit her in uh, to uh, a jingle in a bit, I think. Excellent. So I think we should play another song. We're playing lots of songs, actually, today, aren't we? This one um, is for Brigitta, actually. Brigitta, even. Is it Brigitta or Brigitta? I'm not really uh, sure. Isn't this one actually for Veronica? Yes, it is. It is. Brigitta's had hers. Oh, she's had her song. She's had her, you're she's, on the ball, she's, isn't she's it? had her quota today. She's had her quota of songs. This one is a very similar name, but spelled very differently. This is Veronica Maggio, and I don't even know how to say that. Sergels Torg, is it? Have I got it right? Sounds right, doesn't it, Bear? Looks good to me. This is a Swedish song, by the way.
a nice song, isn't it? Don't you think? It's quite mellow and, and that very, was yeah. definitely for Veronica, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because Brigitte, Brigitte had the other song, didn't she? Yes, she did. Definitely. Just together. We're having, we're having lots of off-air chats today. Very interesting. Learning lots about politics I am today. Which is a change, because I don't really understand any of it. Me neither, and I'm supposed <coughs> to be involved. Well, you are. You're a, uh, you're a, a, a local community... No, not community. What are you? A councillor? Yes. Councillor Kirby. Indeed. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? I just it's really weird, because when, whenever you ring up sort of people in Chai Hall and this, that and the other, it's, oh, Councillor Kirby, how are you doing? I'm like, just, just please call me Barry. Yeah. It, or Baz. No, 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 we, we, we don't want to go too far. We don't allow them to no, be no, Baz. No, it's no, not, we don't go too far. Not to your face. But, um... No. But no, it just, it, it's just really weird. It's, oh, Councillor Kirby, how are you doing? I was like, my dad's in the room or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where um, is he? Where, where, where? No, my dad's not councillor, but no. anyway. <laughs> he could be. Technically, that, that, that that aside so. do you ever drive have you ever driven across Lantoni Bridge and gone straight up Spa Road to the Spa Lights and been done no well some Be bloke here has and he's won so I haven't actually read this one but um, it says here a motorist from Cheltenham has won his appeal against a fine for crossing a notorious Gloucester Bridge David Newman was given a £60 penalty when he was caught on camera crossing Lantoni Bridge from Seven Road on February the 14th he appealed on the basis that signs informing motorists of the prohibition are not clearly visible. And after a tribunal against the Gloucester City Council, he won. He is the second motorist this year to have such a fine overturned and is calling on the authorities to buck up their ideas or pay the price. Gloucester City Council is responsible for enforcing the restrictions, but the restrictions themselves and the signs come under Gloucester County Council remit. Get it sorted, Barry. <laughs> the County Council also gets the income from the fines. Gloucester is a great, beautiful city and my wife... What? Gloucester is a great, beautiful, oh yeah, yeah, beautiful city, and my wife and I love coming here. But it deserves better than this. It doesn't deserve to have its reputation damaged by what amounts to willful neglect by the council," said Mr. Newman, 69, from Tivoli. Now, if you've been fined for crossing that bridge, yep, can you not automatically you now just get it back because there's a precedent's been set? This guy's won, and therefore legally, if he's won. They mu he must be right and the council must be wrong, therefore it's not enforceable, surely. Don't know. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 re I refer you to my learned friend. Um, <laughs> Good answer, Barry. Uh, Good answer. I like that. I think after the... Because this happened once before and they, the signage was, was changed. But I mean... I don't know. I mean... Sort of having been round there and, and looked at it... Personally, I think there's, there's enough signage. There's, there's at least... Well, I know you're not allowed to go over here. Well, there's, there's at least two or three big signs that say you're not allowed to cross this bridge. And you thought the machine guns and stuff would have also given it away. The shooters. Um, but, I mean, I get the, flip, the flip side argument is that if you're driving across there, you're driving across a pedestrianised, you know, a shared spacey bit. Yeah. Because there's people walking from the quays to, <coughs> uh, to the docks themselves. Yeah. So maybe if you're looking around for them and all that sort of stuff... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, because we had similar issues within Kingsway. Oh, the, right. oh the, with the bridge, with the underpass the, uh, under the there, underpass. Yeah, and I people know. driving through and just trying to chance it. Um, yeah, I mean, pe I mean, if there's at least three or four signs there, maybe people aren't driving with enough, with enough due care and attention. Exactly. One, one could argue. Yes, one could. Uh, I'm not, 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 not necessarily me. We've got a new <laughs> list. We've got a new listener. No. We have. We have. Sarah's brother. No, no, it's not Sarah from Quedgley. This is, um, this is Cockney Helen. Although she will probably be disgusted me. <laughs> so anyone to me that... Is that how she signs off? No, no, no. Her name's Helen. Helen Baker. 
Helen B. Ba- Helen Baker from Doctor Who. Good morning, Helen. Yes, she is from somewhere, oh, London way, which makes her a Cockney as far as I'm concerned. I mean, well, for you, I mean, she's a Southerner, isn't she? Yeah. Well, anybody living sort of south of um, the Pennines, Manchester, no, <laughs> is kind of is, is a Southerner. So. That's true. To you, yeah, I suppose they are to you, aren't they? Well, anybody south of Penrith is a. Uh, is a southerner for me. Oh, God, yeah, that's true. But uh, she's joined in. She's listening on... I don't know what she's listening on, actually. It's on the phone, I think. She's had. She's on uh, on a mobile phone network, which has got coverage problems where she lives. Oh. But she's just texted me and said, got you. What, what, what network is she on? I don't know. know. You don't know? I can't say. <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't want to be involved in that <laughs> discussion on air and on podcast for evidence <laughs> yes so welcome helen thanks for listening in if you want us a song uh, want us to play a song then uh, we're not going to true story mm. yeah so i'm not going back to this bloke from Cheltenham, uh, yeah. dave dave newman I'm not really sure dave um if you don't like it then that's good and hopefully the um we'll have to have a chat with the highways department about um some some more signage up there right. um but then could we just lift the bridge and just not actually have the bridge functioning? Would that be a better solution? Well, that bridge cost a lot of money, Barry. Well, it does. It cost a lot of money. To d- so it was a, in, in its day when it was built, it was uh, it was state-of-the-art. It was a hydraulic lifting bridge-type thing that lifted. That's true. And it's a bridge. It, 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 it's bridging that gap. It's bridging that gap. Um, fulfilling a need. It but is. Then if, you, if you lifted it, then people couldn't cross it, therefore people wouldn't get fined. And then they, we only put it down when it's needed. So, but then people couldn't actually walk from one time. What about the emergency services? Well, then we could put it down for them. You know, they could could sit there and go, right, police and two go, woo, woo, woo. Please wait, the bridge is closing. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, it's about five minutes to me. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's quite a big. Um, Or we could maybe change it and just making it, make it a pedestrian bridge with um, uh, a bollard or something. Oh, yeah. So you can't get cars down it. Oh, yeah. have you ever thought of working for highways with your no. run? No? no, not really. Bit rubbish. I, I've had a chat with highways this week. Have you via Hardwick Parish Council? Oh, so <clears throat> when you talk, you, did you talk to Sally? Um, no, hard. Uh, no. Oh, gosh, you're a councillor, aren't you? Hello. <laughs> C- can you? Um, yes, probably. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> oh, brilliant! So I wrote a letter back in April to say. Um, I'm confused at which junction to get in when I come off the M5 on the B4008 and come up to the McDonald's roundabout, as I call it, or the Cross Keys roundabout. Yeah. You have, um, if you if you know the junction, so you've got a left, you've got a left lane, yep. which says left, which means going into McDonald's. And the petrol station, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got um, a junction, the Bristol Road junction on the A38, yep. which I got in the middle lane for. Yep. Okay. Which is middle, so you've got three junctions. You've got left only, middle and right or well, straight ahead and right, and straight ahead and right. Yeah. Okay. On the two on the on the side on the right hand side of that. So every time I get in the middle lane to go straight across onto the A thirty eight. Yeah. I get someone on the inside cut me up and it all yep. kicks off and I accidentally followed a man the other week again and accidentally shouted at him and accidentally <laughs> why I was doing it I don't know but anyway. Um. I, I said that they need to mark it up better because people are getting in the wrong lanes. They wrote back and said they've looked at it and they don't need to. Legally, you you could either be in the left and le- left left lane because that left lo- is for left and straight ahead. 
Well, yeah, on, on a roundabout, but also uh, because both of them two junctions are before the twelve o'clock position, mm -hmm. then you, you can use them both for that left hand left hand feeder. Yeah, well, I asked them, so I, I went back and said, right, because they never they said they don't need to explain it. Um, so I went back and said, right, can you ask them to tell me if I'm going to Whitminster on the eight thirty eight, which lane do I get in? So which lane do you think they said? I well. My gut feel is the left or the middle lane. You could do both. No, you can't. It's the left lane only. Okay. So the left lane... That's what I normally do, to be honest. Yeah, but, you yeah. get in the left lane. Yeah, yeah. So I'm one of these nasty people who cut you up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've now got it in writing. Fair play. Which is, get in the left lane. So, why don't they just write on the road, in pen, W slash mint... Oh, you can't get minster. W apostrophe stir, A38, uh, garage. Or services. Services. Yeah. How much would that cost? About £4,000. Right. So, Tony, um, what's his name? Tony Blackburn. Quite literally, mate. Pop pivot. <laughs> Not that Tony Blackburn. <laughs> no. The councillor Tony Blackburn. Yeah. It's got 15 grand to spend on highway project. No, Why he doesn't. Yeah, yes. Yes, 20 grand. Oh, 20 grand. Why doesn't he spend it on that? Because, have you seen the state of the potholes of down Pound, Pound Lane? Yeah. Quite frankly, he needs to spend it on that. He does, actually. So... He does need to spend it on that. You're right. You're right. Time for an ad break, Barry. I'll tell you what, it's flying on this show today. <laughs> I'll tell you. Riveting conversation. Riveting conversation about MOD potholes. MOD security, me being overweight, oh, and potholes. Genius. after this on 7FM. You're listening to The Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on 7FM. Harry next door is amazing. 79 and he's got a tool for everything. He cooks a cracking Sunday dinner for himself and he plays a mean game of cribbage. These days, there's only one thing he's not so good at. Remembering to test his smoke alarms. So I go around and do it. While Harry finds the right screwdriver I've never got. If you know an older person, please, test their smoke alarms regularly. It could save their independence. And a lot more besides. Fire kills. You can prevent it. Red's your colour, <laughs> yellow's your colour, and slightly pink with blue spots is no, your no, colour. No, no, don't, don't. So they might say, don't, please. Don't wear red, it makes you look fat. <laughs> For example. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I didn't look at you. I've got these trainers, and on Sunday I went out for a... I'm gonna give this a go, a little bit of a run. Go on, then. I ain't kidding. 30 seconds, I was I was breathing out of places I didn't realise I could breathe out of. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a blowhole? <laughs> <laughs> The Seven Ball Breakfast Show, each Saturday from 8 till 10 a.m. Join Andy along with his crew and join in the fun and chat at 7fm.com. To advertise on 7fm, email us at radio at 7fm.com. Salut, sunt Raluca și ascult Severn FM.
just for geeks I guess, sir, if you say so Some of us just like to read Lady Gaga there, eh? You up, uh, you up for Lady Gaga? I like some of her music. Uh, she's a bit stranger, isn't she? She's, um, she's done a video recently on, and you can find it on, I think, YouTube and, and on The Independent. Okay. Think, um, about, um, promoting some friend's strange, um, monastic calling or something. Oh, not anyway, religion. She, no, no, she's naked. Really? Yeah. What, completely? Completely. Let's play another record, <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll do the weather actually very quickly. So we'll do we'll do the weather, and then we'll we'll come back and talk more about that, or about um, the bedroom tax. Ooh. <laughs> so southwest England today will be fairly cloudy. Start with the odd shower possible, but bright spells should develop through the morning as the cloud breaks up. More prolonged sunny spells are expected in the afternoon, with occasional showers in the east. Tonight, most of the region should uh, be dry with clear spells, especially in the east. However, sun rain may brush across the west of Cornwall around the middle of the night, and that is your weather on 7FM for the southwest of England. True story. Indeed. Hmm. That's interesting, then. I wonder what the other days are going to be like. Should we have a quick look on that as well? No, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's have a look yeah, on what's, uh, what's, Sunday. What's going to be like? So, the high of 19 today. <laughs> that's not good, is it? The Sunday is the high of 22. Uh, Monday's a high of 24. Oh, bank holiday? No, wait. No, it can't. It's got to rain. It's bank no, holiday no, Monday. No, it's, it looks sunny. I'll tell you what, I don't... Do you find this whole working for yourself thing, you forget when bank holidays are? Yeah, you do. Um... You do. In fact, I'm, I'm, I sort of kind of forget weekends. It's only it's only because I come here on a Saturday morning that I actually know it's Saturday. Yeah, true story. I've, I've got to work for the rest of the day today. That's not good, is it, mate? And tomorrow and Monday. You're working all weekend, are you? I am. Working for the man. 
Or for the lady in your case, because it's your wife who's in charge, isn't she? Yeah, she likes to think so. Mm, Obviously, I'm only saying this because I know she's still in bed. <laughs> she won't <laughs> be listening to this. <laughs> so tell me more about this bedroom tax thing, Brian. What's right, well, do, do we all remember that the, uh, be- the the government bought in the bedroom tax? So if you if you're in a council house and you weren't using all of your bedrooms to the optimum, then um, you're going to be charged. I can't remember what their official name for it was, but everybody just calls it the bedroom tax. Yeah, yeah what, you remember what? that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the idea was that it would encourage people to downsize. Yeah, slight fundamental flaw in that, in that they forgot that actually there's no actual small houses been there for people to move into. Oh, yeah. But we'll charge them anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. Exactly. It's actually been found out that, um, that, that this idea, because it, it, it would cut welfare and cut the bills, and actually you think on the face of it, that's not a bad idea, is it? No. Um, it's made what the welfare bill rise by £1.5 billion a year. £1.5 billion? So not only are people worse off and getting fined and all this sort of stuff for stuff that they can't really control, Yeah, it's costing us £1.5 million more. So a lot of money. Um, so the, uh, basically the amount of housing benefit paid to private landlords now will rise from £7.9 billion to £9.4 billion. Blimey. Um, and so it just proves that it, it's that, that, that the bedroom tax as a, as a concept isn't working. Uh, and the main reason for that is that, as I said, they haven't got... Hello, Doug. Where did he come from? I don't know. He's snuck in and shut the door behind him. That's <laughs> you, clever. You keep talking this out. I'll just um, go get rid of him. Yeah, the, um, they've had the, this, this tax come in. But because there's no lower, uh, smaller properties for them to move into, they can't, um, they can't do anything with it. So, really, we need to look at, uh, at what we're going to do with this bedroom tax idea. And how do we stop it being a purge on families who basically really can't afford it anyway because they have to pay £14 a week more which £14 a week to us probably isn't a vast amount of money um, but to people who can who, well, who haven't got £14 haven't a got week 14 quid it's a, week. a lot of money well especially when you consider that they're in council most of them are in, in council housing for a reason that yeah. you know that they need that they need that help and support so we're, why not let, I know, let's just take more government uh, Tory policy like that <gasps> and, 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 and take more and take more of the people who can least afford it mm. genius idea well done guys 10 out of 10 for not getting it right but they well, so what's happening now then well no that, that, that's just been highlighted that the um, this bedroom tax that the government have been saying oh no it's saving us lots of money and it's doing a grand job it, it, it's brilliant and it, it's just going to take some bedding in and stuff like that it's actually raising no. the uh, the welfare bill by one point um, whatever it is one point four billion. Did I read rather. that someone was converting bedrooms into bathrooms to get round it? Well, you can if you're particularly with modern housing. Obviously, you do have the um, the smaller bedrooms. A bed they have they've actually had to come up with a definition for a definite definitive size for a bedroom, oh, which right. is I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But if you've got one of these smaller third bedrooms. Uh, which is what they could be charging you for. If it's below a certain size, it's actually technically a cupboard. Is it really? Um, so then it, that does then throw you into, well, you're building houses that um, they've technically got large cupboards in them and not small bedrooms. Um, so they're doing that. And it's... But w- also what's happened with this whole universal credit thing is there's all these people who are on housing benefit of one, one description or another yep. by, by housing providers because most of the housing providers are now private organisations, um, which we've got quite a few of them around here. Yeah. So... What they did was when this whole universal credit thing was starting, they turned around and said, right, we're going to stop all your benefits and then we'll restart them under this new scheme, which sounds fine, except for them they turned around and said, but because we don't know quite what you're going to do, even though you've been a customer of ours for however long, we're going to make you pay two months in advance. <sighs> and so, stuffed pe- stuff people over again. Why so, did they do it? Well, because, you know. They can. Well, because they can and it's, it's, to me it's just straight bully tactics. Pick on the uh, pick on the most vulnerable, um, because the the big people with money who can afford to do this sort of thing and help help out their uh, their country, um, well they've got the money and so it doesn't really matter. 
<sighs> so, did you see that thing in the paper the other week where the um, that, that lady left um, half a million pounds to the government of the day? Yeah, I, yeah. I, so, how does that so, work? So, so the Conservatives and the uh, Liberals said, "Thank you for that. We'll split it fifty-fifty and put it in our pocket." I, well done, guys. I do find that do find that so, somewhat strange, actually. Well, would you would you leave half a million pounds to the government of the day? No. No, I wouldn't leave it. I definitely wouldn't leave it to the government of the day. I wouldn't. I don't know. I would. You'd leave, leave it to a cat home. No, I wouldn't. I don't think. Maybe so, a dog's home. Yeah. Well, she had nobody else to get, get to give it to apparently, so she left it to the government of the day to use as they see fit. So they see fit to go and go and have, have a party on it. It's well, um, they, they could do that, couldn't they? I well, suppose. they did. Is that what they did? Well, they put it into their private party funds, and um, but then apparently now because so, somebody actually highlighted maybe she maybe had the intention of looking after the country. Um, she uh, she delivered it out that way, so that was fun. Um, wait, randomly he's just ran out of the studio, so he's, you're left with me now. Cool, I can talk. I can talk about all sorts of things that um, that Andy wouldn't normally let me talk about, but um, I won't because that'd be very very naughty. But you need to come and get in touch with the studio and tell me what you think we should be talking about. So why don't you text us with this rather strange number of this Arnet and then send it to six zero three double zero. Tweet me at 7fm.com because Andy's not coming back. He's gone off to make coffee or bread. I hope he's going to make a bacon butty. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's back. I oh, just saw the dog. The dog was like trotting along and then just trotted off outside the gate and gone. He doesn't do that, but he just did it. Maybe he was just bored. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't mean the studio. I'm going. Exactly. Should we read the. Uh, should we have a go at reading the front pages today? <clears throat> so this is going to be interesting because normally we have it all written Nicely out. It's printed out, but I can't read any of that. So this can be very quick, as you said. The, <laughs> Be- the Belfast Telegraph has got man on double murder charge on the uh, on the front pages there. Uh, I assume that's about a man who's uh, on a double murder charge. Um, the Daily Express focuses on the weather and says bank holiday storms and sun. Uh, the Daily Mail: my incredible life story by Mary Berry and the vital migrant ID checks are scrapped. Uh, the Daily Mirror uh, with a quality headline here: Err, Jeremy, that's not your wife. That bombshell, another bombshell. Uh, they're talking about Jeremy Clarkson there, who's kissing a lady on the oh. on the front page. I could have said on the mouth, couldn't I? You could have done. Daily I, Star, <laughs> yeah, Daily Star. As you can imagine, shocked sex secrets of BB team. BB is that the Big Brother? Oh, Big Brother. How oh, right? I'm okay. assuming because I mean they wouldn't want anything usual. Wouldn't no, they? they were strange. And the Herald says three missing as helicopter ditches off uh, Shetland Islands. Yeah, I heard about that yesterday. They weren't. Uh, that's quite tragic. That a helicopter went down with quite a lot of people on board. It is um, in the eye on Sunday. Eye on Saturday because if, if it was on Sunday, then that'd be a bit uh, predictable. Bit wrong. Um, wouldn't it? Yeah. They have a headline of no more guilty pleasures. Unfortunately, I can't read the text under that, so I don't know what... Presumably, he's talking about smoking, drinking, and not being able to do any of that, because it's all been priced out. Uh, the London yeah. Evening Standard it has Oxford Street's £5 billion sales boom, so they've also had a bit of a, a successful time. Um, in the Daily Telegraph front uh, front page, it's it's talking about flexi time and how that is right for carers. Um, in the Guardian, the Nasdaq crash f- uh, triggers fear of data meltdown. Mm. So, I... I I haven't read up on this yet, but I presume there was a bit of a, a blip in the Nasdaq yesterday. Um, in the independent proper, so not the I, the independent, uh, police under fire of arbitrary terror arrest. Oh. The Scotsman, um, again goes back to that story, three feet dead in the helicopter crash where they had a, um, a helicopter going out of the North Sea. On the sun, <laughs> uh, only the sun. Go on. Um, D- 
d- uh, DLT is in court on sex charges and there's a pervy cornflake. Pervy cornflake? Yeah. 30 years of assault, <sighs> apparently, for DLT. Blimey. <coughs> and, and then the last one in the Times is, um, Labour threatened to derail HS2, so the high-speed 2 over costs. Oh. Uh, which is comments made by Alistair Darling yesterday, um, about how the, even though Labour did sign off on the HS2 to begin with, the way that it's been managed at the moment, the costs are spiralling out of control. Which is probably right, actually, so it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's not gonna stop at Gloucester, either. No, it's not. Mm. Uh, we'll play a song. We'll play uh, the outbreak and another song uh, on 7FM back after this, actually. This song is uh, Ellie Goulding. It's number one at the moment. Do you like it? It's Burn. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, here we go. I, Nenupriya, and we're into Naru 7FM. We, we don't have to worry about nothing. Cause we got the fire. We burn in one hell of a something. They, they're gonna see us from outer space, outer space. Light it up like we're the stars of the human race, human race. When the lights turn it down, they don't know what they heard. Shut the marsh, play it loud. We're gonna let it burn, burn. 
to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark and Barry Kirby on 7 FM. Edna next door is brilliant. 76 and she could knit for England. She can bake anything. And her knees work better than mine. These days there's only one thing she's not so good at. Remembering to test her smoke alarms. So I pop round and do it. While Edna fixes the icing on my cakes. Again. If you know an older person living on their own, please test their smoke alarms regularly. It could save their independence. And a lot more besides. Fire kills. You can prevent it. The water is freezing. It is a long way down, Mark. Jump, I jump, mate. Stop saying that, please. I don't know if I'm up for this. I walked up this hill for nothing. Come on, Dave. Come on. Babe, film it. Yeah, I'm filming it. Come on, son. Right, watch out, I need a run up. Come on. Go on, son. Go on. Don't jump into the unknown. Tombstone and kills and injures. He's jumped. What a legend. Nutter. Why has he not come up yet? Oh, shut up. He's messing the boat, man. Matt! Matt! Shut Matt. Up, guys. Call 999. Call the Coast Guard. Somebody help him. Matt! Matt! To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Music and news for South Gloucester. 
speaker. Uh, we were talking there. <laughs> you Talk, Talking more about politics again. Interesting. I've, yeah. I've had no interest in politics. But Barry's... No, uh, forcing you. He's now forcing <laughs> it into me. Well, not into me, but... Ooh. Um, See, ironically, I, I <clears> don't actually talk about politics that much outside of here, but you forced me into it. I do, don't I? Um, I do. It's quite cool. It is cool. In a cool, so. styly. So what else has been going on? So I've been reading about this time warp thing in uh, Gloucester. Um, can I get a fa- facelift? Apparently, oh, time as well. We've been stuck in the set in. Was it six? Is it fifties and sixties? Yeah, our looks like they are eyesores. It says, doesn't it? Yeah. What's it all about then? Well, some of the buildings in Gloucester city centre are to be transformed into architectural gems. I bet the, they said that in the fifties as well. <laughs> Makeovers for some of the city's ugliest buildings are in the pipeline, thanks to a hundred fifty thousand pound cash injection. The red brick, brick structures that houses Wilkinson's in Northgate Street, and the concrete affair that is home to Paddy Power and B&M bargains in Southgate Street and to become canvases for st- stunning new public art. Mm. The, tower, the towering concrete landmark that is the long, uh, Longsmith multi-storey car park will yeah. be fitted out with a bank of modern solar panels to hide its unsightly exterior. The panels will cost a whopping £90,000 but Lotus City Council said they will generate £12,000 of income each year. That's fair enough. Uh, the concrete face of Eastgate Car Park will also be replaced with modern cladding and a fresh lick of paint if he gets the go-ahead. The scheme will be paid for by Gloucester City Council Improvement Fund. Gloucester City Council Cabinet members are expected to give their thumbs up to the idea at a meeting on September the 11th. Council Leader Paul James said this proposal would change the face of some of our ugliest buildings. Good. About time too. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm just trying to work at the solar panels are going to hide its ugly exterior. So how's that going to work? Well, you're going to see some ugly solar, solar yeah, panels instead. Like, yeah. <laughs> Solar panels aren't particularly attractive. Twelve grand a year in income from solar panels. Yeah, I'd expected more, but yeah. would you? Yeah, blimey. Well, it depends how. I mean, if they're talking about a full face of a building, then I'd have expected a fair bit. But uh, that's well, yeah. I mean, it, there are some horrible buildings down there. I mean, the, the old, um, the one they're on about there for Wilkinsons. That was the original Tesco. That was Tesco back in 1970, 80. Take your word for it. Yeah, it was, yeah. You, yeah, you wouldn't have been alive so when um, it was there to start. No, and nobody had lost her. Wow. So, uh, like, just a little seed in Daddy's eye. <sighs> oh, <laughs> Mummy's tum-tum. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Let's stop there, shall we? Yeah, probably best. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? So they're going to put some nice solar panels on to make everything look better. Um, see, I, when I read this first of all, I thought they were going to paint them with art, um, but that's not what they're doing, is it? No, well, some of it, I think they are. They're going to be clad and painted, but obviously on the front of that, that particular building, they're going to put some solar panels on as well. Mm. Um, it's a good idea. I mean, I think uh, the use of solar technology, um, we should try and make more of. We should, Because it, 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 it is getting cheaper to do so. Yeah. Um, it, there's, a, there's a house in Swindon that I know very well now, because I've driven past it on a bus for the last three weeks, <laughs> once a week, twice a week. Because um, you've got the wrong time train. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, if you get the seven o'clock one, you go by Bristol. I've heard from a mate that that's what they can, <laughs> you can do. Yeah, you get first class very cheap. It's very, very cheap. Yeah, thirty quid bargain. Yeah. So, um, and this whole house is painted with like a really quality mural. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, but then I thought, have they done that, or have they like, is it a rented house, or I don't know? They got a commission or something. Somebody yeah. come and painted your house with something. You wouldn't like it, would you? I wouldn't get that excited about it. You wouldn't. It's, uh, Come on, I noticed for a few weeks. Well, exactly. I mean, how's is that much of a mess anyway? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Um, just reading something else here. Gilbert Taylor, Star Wars cinematographer, dies aged 99. Gilbert Taylor, the veteran British cinematographer of Star Wars, The Omen, and Doctor Strangelove. 
has died aged died age 99. According to his wife D, he died on Friday with his family at his bedside at his home on the Isle of Wight. Uh, born in Bushley, Bushley Heath, Hertfordshire in 1914, Taylor entered the film industry in 1929 wow. as a camera assistant, working at Gainsborough Studios in London. His many credits include Ice Cold in Alex, the Beatles film A Hard Day's Night, and Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy. He also worked with Roman Polanski on such films as Repulsion and Cul-de-sac, for which he received back-to-back BAFTA nominations in consecutive years. According to his wife, Taylor turned down a Bond picture to work with Polanski, Mrs. Moneypenny, because he thought Roman was a very interesting guy. So how old is If he was 99 now, Star Wars was out in... 1979 he was born in 19 so he was probably well he was 50 when he made it that's not very old is it no but, but then when he made well so he did the omen that would have been in the 80s so he'd have been a bit older but yeah fantastic what a great career he had i'd like to be a cinematographer just because it's a really cool word and can you spell it for me no have a go are well, you looking See, at it I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What about dies? Can you can you spell that? B. <laughs> <laughs> Aged <laughs> and 99. <laughs> yeah, good with guy. With a flake. Yeah, with a flake, indeed. We've done all the news today. <laughs> We've done all the news. The only one we didn't do was about eBay, uh, who had site <laughs> problems yesterday. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. You've had a tweet. No, I've, I've had a text. I, I sent Amanda a text earlier. said, you need to get up, because we, we've got people coming round. And then I thought, she hasn't done that. So, I know. I'll switch a light on. Oh, fantastic. Is that what you did? Yeah. You did it from here? Yeah. And what did she say? She just sent me a text. Did you just switch my light on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want, I'm going to go and buy one of them today. Did you buy another? No, I haven't, because they're still, they're still 40 quid. It's a long um, But also, the, the Wemo app isn't... The, there's a rules bit of it, and that's not picking up the rules at the moment. So oh, I, I don't know what's wrong with that. So you're switching on and off is fine, <clears> but <throat> yeah. Are the, so the rules, I take it, get programmed into the Mimo or Wemo. Well, you plug it them into the app, then presumably transfers it to the uh, to the device. Because you wouldn't want the the app doing the rules, because that would be no. Because you'd have to be constantly in contact. Yeah. But no, it does it does update it. So it updates it to the unit itself. Uh, but now it's not for some reason it's not reading the rules back from the unit. It's not acceptable. So, no, I know. Have you done a reset? Um, a cold reset or a hot no, reset or no, a cool reset? Because I couldn't really be bothered yet. I only found out late last night. Okay. Can you reset it? Can you reboot it from there? Um, probably. I haven't tried. Don't know. That is a fantastic app, though, isn't it? You can just turn it on next. So Barry's in the studio here with us, with me, and his wife is in bed, not with us here in the studio, but at <laughs> home where she should be. And Barry uh, is texted her and basically trying to get her to get up, she wouldn't. So he's just turned her light on next to the bed remotely from here. I think that's fantastic. It is quite genius. I do like it a lot. Oh, I think it's great. So they need to start, because in, in, on the state side, because it's a bulky product, and they've actually done a switch replacement. You know how the American light switches oh, are quite bulky? Yeah, yeah. So they've actually got lots of space so you can have the little... Yeah. So we need to bring them out over here, because then you could like have loads of stuff that you could just oh, switch yeah. on and off. Um, I want to try and set because the, re- the only reason I checked out the rules because we have I have a rule that it switches the light on at sunset and then switches off at midnight to automatically regardless. So if we're not in, yeah, then it'll just do that. Yeah, yeah. So what I what I wanted to do was see if I could get the light to flash on and off oh. for a period of say five minutes. So if I wanted to make the if I wanted to do what I've just done rather than just running switching it on, I could actually make it flash and that would be really irritating. Oh, <laughs> way cool. so you bought you, is the prime sort of reason requirement to irritate the wife. No, no, that's just, oh, no, a, that's that's just, just a byproduct. Added, that's just an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I do like that, mate. I really do like that. 
Well, do you know what? It is coming up to the end of the show. No. I know. I would have just sat down. I'm going to have all them scumbags in the back next week. Can I say that? Well, you can. They won't be listening. No, they won't so. be listening, will they? I didn't mean it, guys. Just ignore that. I didn't mean that when I, I was talking about someone else. <laughs> yeah, not you guys. All right, well, I, I'd just like to say, I've had a good laugh with you today, Barb. Very, very interesting. I've learnt lots of stuff about politics. Good. Um, I had to please. Yes, you do. And then Why five minutes I... later, you aim to please again. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I'm a public service. Exactly. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you next week on the Seven Ball Breakfast Show. Indeedy. burning low only miss the sun when it starts to snow only know you love her when you let her go only know you've been high when you're feeling low only hate the road when you're missing home only know you love her when you let her go and you let her go of your clouds, hoping one day you'll make a dream last, but dreams come slow and they go so fast, you see it when you close your eyes, maybe one day you'll understand why, everything you touch surely dies, but you only need the light when it's burning low, only miss the sun when it starts to snow.
Manchester and around the world at 7fm.com.